Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode, a new round, a new vibe, a new feeling. Uh, I'm so happy to be here after a month of July in Maine with my family. I'm back in Topanga, settling in, and I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your presence. Really honored that you're here. We've got another amazing lineup of guests, thought leaders, healers, and I'm really excited to be sharing these new conversations with you. So we've got kind of a new format here. Um, My intention is to make these guest episodes really about the guests and just kind of get you right into those conversations. Um, And then I'm going to be doing solo episodes once a month where we will really be able to connect more like one-on-one and I'll do kind of deep dives into our collective energy. We'll do some Oracle card polls. We'll talk about specific themes that come up during the month, but that will be really the time where I sit down and just chit chat with you one-on-one. So with that being said, let's just get right into this beautiful conversation. We've got Marley Harris joining us. She is awesome. She is a business coach and a money coach here to inspire individuals to step into what feels good and what is in alignment with their highest self. By teaching the necessary mindset business strategies, Marley reveals how to live a life of freedom because everyone deserves to live an easeful and abundant life influenced by their passions and deepest desires. So enjoy this episode. As you're listening, you can find Marley on Instagram at Marley Rose Harris, and I'm at Helen Denham underscore and at the Lifted Podcast. So hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're moving through. We'd love to connect with you as a community. And again, I'm so blessed to have you here. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you on the flip side. Well, the first question I love to ask guests is how do you like to start your day off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? Oh my gosh. My favorite question ever. Yes, I do. Um, And actually it's funny right now. I'm literally doing like a morning routine challenge. I don't know if you saw this, but um, I have a very specific morning routine. So I wake up. And I've been really working on not checking my phone. So the first thing that I do is I actually will wake up and go downstairs and make myself a tea. I learned this in Atomic Habits. It's like if you habit stack or instead of doing something you don't want to do, you do something that brings you a lot of joy. So I make myself a really nice tea. I'll come back upstairs and I will do a 10 minute meditation Um, just on insight timer. I've been doing it for years. It's my favorite one. And then after that, I will sit there for like five or 10 minutes just after the meditation, just like visualizing my goals as if they've already manifested. So it changes all the time because things manifest, which is so exciting. So I'll just sit there, visualize, which always feels so good. Then I'll get out my journal and I'll write five things that I'm grateful for five I am statements like affirmations and future self journaling so I'll write down again like my affirmations or just like what I'm calling and what I'm manifesting also called scripting so just like writing down as if it already has happened um and then I will what else will I do I'll um and then I'll go for a morning walk so then I go for my morning walk which I'll typically listen to a really good audiobook right now it's habits of a millionaire and it's by brian tracy 
highly recommend. I'm only a couple chapters in, but it's so good. Um, so listen to a good audiobook, get my morning movement in, come home, shower, gua sha, ice roll, and then I'm freaking good to go for the day. You have got it so down. I love your rising <laughs> ritual so much. I love that. Some people are like more routine based. Some people are like all over the place. It's always interesting to see how everybody approaches the start to their day. But have you noticed it makes a difference to the rest of your day when you start with this? This is my favorite thing to talk about because morning routine is probably one of just like the easiest things that you can implement. It's free. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. Like you're waking up anyways. And I noticed that the difference between me being consistent with my morning routine is the difference between like how I feel about myself, my confidence, um, my vibration, my business, my income. Like I've been consistent with this morning routine because I was traveling for quite a bit of time the past couple months and I was like a bit off of it. But the past two weeks, I've been like solidly consistent with this routine and manifestation precedes vibration so when I've just been consistent with routine I feel like it's all like catching up right now and so many things are manifesting and I can honestly say it's because of my morning routine it's the biggest difference ever I really love what you just said like vibration precedes manifestation is that what you said can you touch on that a little bit I love that I can't take credit for that. I should have quoted it when I said it. So this is the something I heard from Abraham Hicks. Um, one of my, someone who I look up to so much and Abraham Hicks talks a lot about manifestation. And yes, this is such a simple saying, but explains so much. So because of, you know, time, space, reality, we, and the law of attraction. So we attract the vibration that we put up. So when we are in a high vibration, we attract high vibrational things. However, it's not like you instantly feel good and then, you know, $100 gets sent to you. I mean, obviously that can happen sometimes. However, the vibration that you're in consistently is what you will manifest. So it's kind of like a snowball. Like I explain it like a snowball rolling down a hill. You know how it starts small and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So whatever like vibration you're feeling constantly is like the emotion rolling down the hill. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're going to attract more and more and more positive things. However, that also happens in the negative. So if you, you know, wake up and you stub your toe and then you get in a fight with your partner and then you get traffic on the way to work, it's like, snowballing in negative way as well and then maybe you get a fight with your boss you know so you just have to remember that like the way you feel is what you're attracting so if you keep spiraling those negative thoughts unfortunately and I know in the moment when you're feeling triggered or upset it's like the last thing you want to think of but if you can work on dropping the thought and like focusing on something positive or something that brings you joy I'll often just like think of my dog (laughs) it will kind of like redirect your thought pattern so that you can start snowballing in the direction that you do want to go in terms of like what you do want to manifest because you I'm sure everyone listening wants to manifest like fulfillment happiness joy money um and in order to do that you have to be in the same vibration of that thing which is a high vibration that is such a great example and tip for getting into that high vibrational state because it's really just a place of joy and peace and well-being. And it's like, what makes us feel like that? Our pets, people that we love, like things that make us laugh. So I love that it's not this like 
super complicated, like go into a chakra about like, just think of something that makes you happy and get into that place. That's so beautifully like simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My dog, he's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Can relate. I love that. So when did you start getting curious about this work and your like spiritual evolution and, and what's the last, like, I guess, five to 10 years looked like for you kind of a broad question, but no, this is such a good question. So I would say it started when, honestly, when I watched The Secret, and I know it's like such a cliche answer, but growing up, I was, you know, we're all always manifesting, but people would be like, oh, Molly, you're so lucky. Or, and I would just get really confused. I'm like, how come when I think about things and then I was like, they manifest, I'm like, this is so weird. And then I watched The Secret and it was like, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. And my mom was the one who encouraged me. She's like, Molly, you have to watch The Secret. And I was like, what? Okay. And then I watched it and I was like, whoa. So then that's when I cut started to maybe consider the fact that like there was this like you know law of attraction vibration you know and I started to kind of become really obsessed with it and this definitely started me on my path of we can say like personal development and this was like starting maybe like 2017 so not that long ago and yeah, so I really like started to, to implement the strategies and I would listen to a lot of podcasts on my walks. And this is when I started my, you know, my first business as, as like a side hustle and I was implementing the strategies and I was noticing that, you know, whenever I felt good, my business did better, or a client would come through and I'm like, whoa, I'm just like seeing all these synchronicities and I wasn't just dismissing them anymore. I was actually taking note of them and really trying to understand, okay, what makes things come into my life? How am I feeling? And just like, honestly, just noticing that and becoming a practitioner of this type of work, almost becoming like a guinea pig. I'm like, okay, if I commit to like a morning routine for two weeks, like what will happen? Or if I meditate every day, how am I going to feel? And I started to feel really freaking good. And everyone was like, Marley, what are you doing? Like, why are you so happy all the time now? And I'm like, mindset, baby, (laughs) get on that (laughs) meditation train. Um, and then, you know, I started my business and I wasn't like, I was doing it almost separately. Like I was doing the mindset stuff and then I was doing the business separately. And then I was like, whoa, 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 what would happen if I combined the mindset and the business strategies? And then, you know, my business exploded and I was like, whoa, okay. Why is no one talking about this? And so I became really obsessed with teaching that. Um, obviously that's very like fast forward and not talking about all the trials and tribulations as well, just kind of like the highs. But in 2018, I experienced, you know, a very deep trauma and I I lost my dad. And during that time, I think everything was kind of surface level. I was like, oh, I'm meditating and I'm like doing my morning journaling routine and things are manifesting. It's really fun. But it was very, like I said, surface level things. Whereas like when I lost my dad, it was a time to go actually very deep because I had never lost anyone. I never heard of anyone losing anyone like this. And in that moment, I really leaned into like my spirituality and mindset and rituals and habits to heal and to grieve and to, you know, mend really a broken heart. And so when that happened, I went right into therapy because I lost my dad through suicide. So it was just this whole other, you know, realm of trying to understand and anger and depression, all the things. So 
I basically signed myself up for therapy, but then I also signed myself up for Reiki at the same time. And in conjunction, I did both of those things for like eight months, every single week. And on the other side of it, I mean, actually, I'm ne- I will never, I don't think I'll ever be on the other side of this, but because it's constantly a healing journey. But I realized I was like, sorry, this is actually in 2019. Um, but I realized that like without health and without your mind and without being able, like you, we are in control of our thoughts. But if I never had like Reiki, you know, therapy, those things, it's like, I don't know how I would have honestly survived that. And so that has really deepened my gratitude and my respect for, you know, mindset, manifestation, just this kind of like alternative way of healing. And so again, when I was like, I saw how much it helped me heal from this, you know, big loss. And then, you know, kind of on the flip side is also, you know, experience success in business that I honestly never thought was possible between the two. It's really the foundation now of everything that I teach. I believe that you cannot have success without mindset and you cannot believe if you don't believe you deserve something, it's not going to come into your life. So when I talk about business, when I talk about money, when I talk about relationship, it's like all with this underrooted like foundation of the law of attraction, the law of vibration. Although I don't usually say those words because sometimes they like, you know, make people look away or people, you know, might not trust it. But then so it's kind of like a very welcoming approach to it. But then once they see that it works, they're like addicted and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, because the success is inevitable and it's laws of the universe. So it obviously it works, but it's just more of a friendly way of getting into the, like the energetics of the universe. Mm-hmm. Marley, I just want to thank you so much for sharing that that story and that journey, because we're talking about a deep grief and a deep heartbreak that we're all going to face to some degree in our life, like losing a parent at some point, hopefully it's later rather than sooner, but, or somebody that we love. And it's really, you know, helpful to hear you speak on this and to see you as a happy person and someone who's thriving and rooted in gratitude. And I hope that whoever's listening, like feels that from you to know that there is like a light on the other side of something that is so incredibly heavy how did your perspective on life change after you lost your dad? And, and how do you perceive the world after something like that happens? Thank you for saying that, by the way. And I share that story just to, you know, inspire others of like, it's going to be okay, even though in the moment, it definitely doesn't feel like it, it eventually will be okay. And I can promise you that um, my life changed dramatically. I think before I wasn't taking risks, I was playing small. I told myself, you know, I had a lot of limiting beliefs around myself and what was possible for me. But after that happened, it really, you know, put things into perspective. And, you know, after I kind of got over the initial shock and the healing, it was like, I, first of all, never want that to happen to anyone else. And I know that with proper like mindset and healing and self-love, like that actually doesn't have to happen to anyone else. And it made me so motivated to share that message. And also in my life and in my business, I just 
didn't even, I just would, I never now double think anything. Like if it's going to bring me happiness, I'm going to go for it. So I take a lot more risks now just because life is so freaking short. And I don't want to spend one day like regretting something or, you know, feeling, you know, obviously I'm not perfect at all. I'm human. I have my days. I have my emotions. But overall, I keep choosing hell yeses. And so that life can become one big hell yes. And I don't even think twice. If it's a hell no, I just let it go. Even if like it was my my first business was making me, you know, more money than I ever thought was possible. But at by the end of it, I was like, you know, after two years in, I was miserable. And everyone was like, don't, don't leave the job. Like, don't let it go. Are you insane? Like, this is making you so much money. I'm like, I hate it. I'm miserable. I need to let it go. And I didn't think twice of it. I was like, bye. And everyone thought I was insane. But, you know, now starting this new business and what I'm doing now, it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's just what I meant to do. And it's what I'm here to do. I've never felt like more fulfilled, more passionate about anything in my life. And I'm so happy I did it. So I think now it's just like the decision time for things is a lot smaller. And I love that you're talking about taking risks uh, because I think that's a big, you know, self-limiting belief to work through for most of us is to step into the unknown with courage and just be okay with not knowing what's going to happen. So can you take us to on your, on your business journey? Like what have your, what's your like journey been like through business and to where you are now? Okay. Yes. Okay. So my business journey kind of started in the first year of university. I come from a very small town north of Toronto, Ontario, and I went to school in London, Ontario and for marketing. And every summer I'd go home and I really desired to get, you know, in real life experience so that I could work in corporate. My only goal was to be able to work in corporate because both of my parents were entrepreneurs and I was like, hell no, inconsistent pay, like no benefits, so much stress. Hell no, I want nothing to do with that. And so I was just so focused on working in corporate. I knew I wanted to be a CEO, but I never want to, would never expect to be my own CEO. I was always working for someone else, you know, and building another person's business. And then I'd come home and I'd work in a restaurant because there was literally no other jobs here. And I saw this opportunity where a lot of, I live in kind of like a tourist town and none of the restaurants, none of the stores were on Instagram. So I was like, Hey guys, there's this thing called Instagram. You should probably get on it if you want more sales. And so I was just like, cool. I'll just like do this as like a little side hustle to get experience on my resume to apply to jobs. Like again, it was never to become an entrepreneur to like grow a business. And, um, but I was, you know, 18 and I was drinking every weekend. I was chasing boys and I was like, so distracted. And I, that business did not take off. However, um, my hairdresser was like, Marley, you know, I really need a logo. Like, have you ever made a logo before? And I was like, no, but I'm probably, I could figure it out, you know? And I went home that night and I was like, okay, Google how to make a logo. And I literally just like was obsessed. I researched like all night, did all the things like, and made this logo for her and she loved it. And I love the process. I loved everything about it. I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. 
then she's like, will you make me a website? And I was like, a website? Sure. Like never done it before. have no idea how, but like, let's do the thing. So then I went home again, Google, like how to make a website, figured it out, made her this website. And again, loved the whole process. It was so much fun to me because I love design. I love creativity and I love building businesses. So I was like, this is so much fun. And then, you know, slowly over time, word got out in my, you know, small town and I started to make like business uh, websites for people, logos, but it was super low key. I was in university and it was literally like just enough to pay for my like drinks on the weekend. Like it was nothing major. And then, you know, fast forward, I graduated from university and I was like, all right, I'm ready to work in corporate. And no one would hire me because I had no you know, experience. It was like owned my own like business. And I was like, I don't give a shit about your like, <laughs> you know, like little business. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. So then I did a graduate program at Fanshawe College in marketing, again, just to get a job. And there was this one agency that I was like my dream. I was like, if I can work here, I've made it. I'm, you know, it has like the ping pong, the kegs in the kitchen. And um, I was like, this seems so cool. I thought it was like a Google office. So I ended up getting an internship there. And the first day I was like, fuck, no, this is awful. Like, no one is collaborating. They kept telling me, like, you can't use exclamation marks in your emails anymore. There was, like, no, everyone's stressed. I was, like, I want to go back to, like, working on my website. Like, that was so much fun. So I kind of realized, okay, maybe I don't want corporate. And so after I graduated from college, it really was, like, this fork in the road where either I could I finally got actually my corporate job offer. It had salary, it had benefits. It was like, you know, more than it ever made before in a year. Or there was like this calling and it was like, okay, there was this program at my college that if you applied and got in, you got $3,000 to start your own business. And it was like an eight, it was like a 16 week business program called Leap, which is ironic because it's a big leap to do this. And so I was at this crossroad and I was like, hmm you know, at this time I was looking online, I was like constantly looking up photos of Bali, Australia. And I really wanted to live, you know, I really want to skip winter because I freaking hated winter at this point. And I was just like, I want to be in tropical climate. I want to, you know, travel the world and travel and work online. There wasn't even a word for it at that time. You know, it wasn't even that long ago, but no one was really talking about it. There's like a few people on Instagram doing it. And they were, I was like obsessed with them. I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. So after a lot of deliberation, I declined the corporate. Actually, I took the corporate job and then I told them that I wasn't going to take it anymore. And then which felt really good. And then I applied for the summer program. I got in and that was the start of my first business called Rose Designs, where I designed logos and websites. And that business, you know, got me location freedom and financial freedom. And I built that for about two years. But that was the business that I just mentioned earlier that after two years, I was like, wow, I just create a machine and I'm a slave to this machine. And, you know, if I take time off, the business takes time off and I was still trading time for money. Mm. And I was like, there has to be another way. You know, by the end of 2020, I was miserable. And so I had this calling to help people build their business because that's really what lit me up. I was like, you know. I'm making a website for you, but I really want to be like, okay, how can we grow your business? Like, what are you doing for your morning routine? You know, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? You know, let's think even bigger. 
but it would be like, okay, you done your website now. Bye. And they'd be like, wait, I need help. I'm like, bye. Like, can't help you. That's not my job. And then I was like, wait, what if that was my job? But I was so resistant to coaching. I was like, hell no, that I don't want to be called a coach. Like, it was just so, you know, turned off by it. But one day at like near the end of 2020 in the shower, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to become a business coach, but I'm going to connect like mindset and manifestation and business. And it was like this aha moment in the shower. I was like, holy shit. I felt like Einstein. Like I discovered like freaking gravity or something. And then I ran out of the sh- shower and I was like telling my boyfriend at the time, I was like, oh my God, like this is it. Like I figured it out. And then I checked my phone five minutes later and someone who was working for me um, in my in Rose Designs was like, Marley, this is going to sound so weird. And like, you feel free to say no, but you always talk about expanders and bless her. But she was like, you're my ex- base expander. Like I want to build a business like you, but I also want to learn about mindset. So would you ever consider being like my mindset manifestation and business coach? I was like, I almost threw my phone across the wall. I was like, that is the weirdest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I literally just had that idea. So I took that sign of the universe being like, hey, oh, this is definitely what you're supposed to do. So at the beginning of 2020, I launched my business coaching business and it's literally just been absolute bliss from there. I, you know, it took me a while to let go of the Rose Designs business, but again, so freaking grateful I did. And, you know, for anyone wondering, and I like to share this story because it was so scary to take that second leap because I had way more to lose. Like, you know, the first time I was like, who cares if, if my business fails, I'll just move back home or I'll just like get the corporate job again. But at this point, I, you know, I had this like life of luxury and I was getting really used to it. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm at that point, I was like, I'd really actually rather be happy than have this money. It was just like, I realized money actually doesn't buy happiness. And I chose, you know, I want to feel happy. I want to feel actually free. And, you know, the, with the law of energetic minimums, you know, the, like two months after I left Rose Designs, I was making the same amount of money as I was in Rose Designs as I was in my coaching business because Mm -hmm. my subconscious was used to making that. So it was very, you know, easy for my subconscious to manifest that again, which was really cool. Again, I love, like I said, I love being a practitioner of like all this stuff. So I was like, oh my God, it actually works. And um, so, yeah, so now I've been, and now I help, you know, women build a life of time, location, financial freedom for themselves and, you know, happy ever after right now I have time freedom and, you know, living this life that I, you know, four years ago was a far off dream and, you know, felt impossible. And now it's here and it's, you know, I'm like truly grateful for it every single day. This is so cool to hear. I love hearing people's stories of like shifting into this place of abundance. And I also see you as an expander. I was just thinking of that. And then you said it, that this girl told you she, that you were her expander. Cause I'm looking at you like that. Cause I've had a very similar buildup. I've been doing website design, content creation in New York, got burnt out, wanted to be a digital nomad, went to California, completely started from the ground up was like buying everything on credit cards until my business and coaching and meditation started to take off. And I'm still working toward that point of feeling super comfortable and financially free and like, we're good to go. We can travel all over the world now. So I think it's cool to hear you talk about your subconscious and your baseline already knowing like you were already comfortable making a certain amount from your other business. So it kind of transferred over. So how did you, I guess, like, what are the energetics behind that? Like what belief systems did you have in place to call in like new clients and build your business in that energetic way? If you know what I mean? 
totally. And like, I will say my coaching business kind of like piggybacked on the website design business because it was a really nice transition. You know, for I was able to sell to people who I had done websites before. It wasn't like I was selling oranges and then I was selling apples. Like it was kind yeah. of like I was selling apples and I was selling apple juice. Like it was kind of like the same client I could resell to. So I think I was really lucky in that way in the sense of like, I don't, I don't want to preach that in the sense of like, oh, it's just easy. It just happens like that because that's definitely not the reality of business. It just so happened that it was an easy transition for me. Um, but who knows, like in my next business, if there's a next business, um, it might not be that way. But I just want to clarify that, yes, that happened, but that's not always the way that it happens. Um, like when I started my first business, I was literally had a vegan food blog and then I was selling websites. Like that was a whole other transition. Um, so anyways, back to your question. So with the subconscious mind, I mean, when I started researching money mindset and thinking, okay, because I, I did not come from money by any means. Money was actually very, very scarce in our home. Cancel clear delete. I say cancel clear delete after any word that I don't want to manifest. So if you guys think I'm like having a seizure or something, it's just <laughs> <say> that <laughs> No, I've heard this. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, you know, was like I said, listening to a lot of podcasts, learning a lot. And the subconscious mind would just kept coming up. And I was like, okay, there's something here, you know, success leaves clues. And all these really successful people I was listening to were taught was talking about this. So I was like, okay. And then I really became obsessed with learning about the subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind holds your beliefs and anything that you don't believe you're capable of achieving, you actually can't believe. So consciously you can be like, oh my gosh, I want $10,000. You know, who, no one's going to be like, wow, I really don't want $10,000. I mean, maybe a few people, but for majority of people are consciously with their words going to say that, but subconsciously maybe growing up, they were fed words like, oh, success doesn't come easily. Oh, you have to work really hard for success. Oh, money doesn't grow on trees. Oh, or you see and you model that money comes and goes or there's never enough. Again, cancel clearly to all of that. And that's what your programming is. That is what is controlling your life because your subconscious controls 95% of your life. (laughs) And the crazy thing is, is we have no idea what's in there. But you do because- If you want to know what your subconscious mind believes, just take a screenshot of your bank account, take a screenshot of your like love life, take a screenshot of your home, just take a mental screenshot of your life right now. And this is kind of like your comfort zone of what your subconscious mind believes is possible for you. And so what I realized that my freaking subconscious was very low with money And so over the years, I really worked on, you know, rewiring those thoughts. And, you know, I don't believe that actually ever ends. You know, the bigger you grow, the more there is to like rewire. And, but it's exciting because there's so much opportunity. And for anyone listening, being like, oh God, like we have a lot of work to do. It's okay. Like there's, everyone has a lot to rewire, but no one knows what the subconscious mind is and no one knows all this stuff because we're not taught it it's like but if you literally listen to the most successful people in the world you'll always hear them talk about the subconscious mind if you listen to any book on money and manifesting money and attracting money and the energetics of money they will all talk about the subconscious mind um so I hope I answered your question but 
it mm-hmm. really comes down to I believed I deserved that amount of money because my brain saw it. I received it constantly. It was like my new comfort zone was raised and this was my new normal. So in order to receive that, it felt very normal to me. Whereas like if you were to tell me, but that was definitely not my comfort zone at one point. That would have felt very uncomfortable to me. Um, Whereas you work towards it, it's like step by step, you build those layers, you, you know, rewire those thought patterns you change belief patterns and then over time things just start becoming your reality because you believe that you deserve it I love that so much and I can I'm picking up that this is a lot of self-worth work like you're saying you know it, I believed I deserved it and that's like the the core belief that needs to get in there and I you know it's so funny I find this with my clients when I'm doing empowerment work with them the relationships and the money are always tied together like what do they believe that they're worthy of in love and it completely mirrors their frequency with money so it's very interesting what so what tools did you put in place for yourself that actually started to rewire your subconscious like what did you go to to, to really start doing this inner work? The first thing was truly just journaling. I was talking to my mom this morning. I'm home right now. I'm first time home in like three years. And I was like, mom, people totally underestimate the power of journaling because the, like the method to rewire your subconscious mind is through repetition. So that could be through words. That can be through writing. It's kind of like whatever is your jam, whatever feels really good. I personally have well, as you guys heard, I have gotten into a bit of a routine with writing every single morning. So every single morning I was writing, like, I am worthy of blank amount of money. I am money flows to me constantly. Everything that I actually, I'm just going to tell you guys a really good, like money hack right now. And if you're like, Oh my God, what are my limiting beliefs around money? I don't even know what you're going to do is take a piece of paper and at the top of the paper, write down like my old beliefs around money. And these are actually your current beliefs, but we're just saying old because we're like manifesting that they're already old and over. And you're going to write everything that you believe around money. Just like free write, turn off your phone, light a candle, like whatever you need to do, like calm the nervous system. It's going to feel like probably like ugh, at first, but you're just going to write it all out, like get it all out and then have a full dance party after like move the energy, shake the energy, like put on your favorite song, move around. And then on the next piece of paper, you're going to write the complete 180 opposite for whatever negative belief you wrote. So if you were like, I don't believe I'm deserving of money on the other side, of the, on the other people, right? I am deeply deserving of money. So you're going to have two pieces of paper, You're going to get rid of the negative beliefs. If you want to burn it, paper shred it, you know, throw it off a cliff. I don't care what you do. Get rid of it because it's your old beliefs. Then you're going to take your new beliefs. And this is like liquid gold for your subconscious mind. I personally keep them beside my bed and I'll just like read them out every morning. I look at them every morning. But with the subconscious, it's like your body going to the gym. Like you don't go to the gym once and get abs in the same way you don't read these you know affirmation ones and become a millionaire the next day I mean it is possible because anything's possible but it's through repetition that you heal your subconscious mind so journaling has been a major one for me and that's like a really great effective journaling tactic um and hypnosis so hypnosis is really how to heal your subconscious mind um if you guys want I have a free one on my podcast I have a free one on my YouTube. So there's a, and you can YouTube, there's a bunch of free ones, but just YouTube, like money hypnosis. And 
that what hypnosis does is it calms down your conscious mind so we can talk to your subconscious mind. So I'll listen to hypnosis mostly every single evening. And that has been a major game changer when it comes to healing your subconscious mind. Okay, I'm going to give you one more, which is the words that you speak. The words that you speak become your sub become your reality. So Tony Robbins says, change your words, change your reality. So a lot of people are saying what they don't want out loud. They're saying, oh, I don't want to be B-R-O-K-E or, oh, I don't. But your subconscious mind does not know the difference between positive and negative. If I was like, hey, don't think about a cow. It's like, well, you're picturing a cow, right? But I'm like, well, I said, don't think about it. It doesn't matter. Your subconscious mind just says, okay, cow, like it just goes to that thing, right? And so when you keep saying what you don't want, you keep manifesting that thing. So stop focusing on what you don't want and start focusing on what you do want. And that will change so much. There's like a few words that I refuse to say. So like, I don't say the word expensive. I'm just saying it right now. For example, the word can't, never, uh, broke, ex- like can't afford, you know, all those things cancel clearly. But um, because when you say those things, that is what you keep manifesting. So it's actually a really cool story about this. Um, I met a girl, a woman out of a tree, and we were talking about this. And she was like, oh my gosh, I have the craziest thing to tell you. And she told me that, you know, when, she, when she first started her business, she was talking to her bookkeeper and she's like, oh, well, you probably don't even need to like, you know, do anything this month as you know, we didn't have much coming in. And like, and her bookkeeper was freaking cool because her bookkeeper was like, you might not want to say that anymore. And she's like, whoa, you're right. I definitely should stop saying that. And then the month after her income doubled and the basically just kept like increasing since then. So I'm like, if that's not evidence about how your words affect your life, like, I don't know what is. <laughs> that is such brilliant, you know, advice and so practical. It's, and I always remember like, spelling is casting spells. So I always think about that too, when I'm like writing and reading, it's like spelling is literally casting spells. It's so interesting to look at linguistics and like what words actually have like roots in them. And I haven't um, picked up on the word expensive yet to, to really look at. So I love that you brought up the word expensive. Like it's an expense. It's like taking from me instead of like an exchange in a positive way. I love that. Yeah. And you know why that one was for me? This is actually, um, was from my business coach because I, she would, well, I was getting all these people coming to me being like, oh, it's too expensive, too expensive, by the way, cancel clearly. And mm-hmm. I was saying to my business coach, I was like, it's weird. Like I keep getting this, but I just, it's industry standard. I almost think my rates are like quite affordable if I look at other people. And she's like, well, are you saying that word? And I was like, Ugh. Mm. I all the time. and then she's like, stop saying that word. And I stopped saying that word. And I've never had anyone else say that to me. Wow. So it was all coming from you. They were like mirroring your, your frequency. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. Amazing. (laughs) Did you, was there like, I guess there's never an overnight thing, but did you notice at one point that there was a really significant jump over a course of like a month or something where your business really started to grow? And did you notice what was, what leading to that in a bigger way to remember like a turning point? Like a quantum leap? Yeah. Yeah, actually. So the month of November. So I've started my this new business um January of 20. Wait, what year is it? 2022. So I started the month of January 2020. And 
wait, does that make sense? Yes, but I didn't really start taking it like very seriously, like full time instead until like July 2020. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay, July 2021. I was like, everything what, after what COVID is, is a wash. <laughs> I, I'm so with you. I know. Sorry, it was the end of 2020, so I started 2021, and like I was starting a new business. And so, anyways, but by this point out when I was starting this new business, I knew all the tools. Like when I first started my first business, I had no idea what was going on. Whereas like this, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing in terms of like mindset and strategy. So by November of 2021, I had my first $100,000 launch. And to me, that was freaking quantum leaping because my first launch was, you know, $30,000. So then my second launch was $100,000. And I was like, what the actual fuck? Because that to me was just mind blowing because I used to tell myself if I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, I fucking made it. And because that's a, you know, that's a really great stable income. So when I made that in one month, I was like, (laughs) it actually kind of freaked me out, but I'm going to tell you what I did. I'm not freaking kidding. I found like, I just committed to my nightly hypnosis every night for 30 days because I knew that I had a launch coming up so I was like right I have a launch coming up and this is what I teach my students I'm like we're not just doing strategy we need ever we need like the whole village right so I'm like we're doing a nightly hypnosis we're doing like meditation we're doing um journaling and the combination of like really good strategy and a really good hypnosis can quantum leap and I heard someone say like you don't see quantum leaps and until they're like behind you it's like in the rear end so I was like going through this and I looked and at the end of the month I looked back and I was like holy shit how did that just happen but honestly I know it sounds so simple but it really was committing to that nightly hypnosis is like it's the only thing I can think of oh and one more thing it was one more thing have you heard of like chanting to Lakshmi or anything? Cause we're about to get really woo. No. Okay. No, I have been having this pull to work with Lakshmi and I just don't really know where to begin. And like, I have been pulled toward this goddess archetype for like the past year, but I haven't really done anything about it. Oh, yeah. okay. Goddess of wealth, right? Like, yes. Hindu. Here we are about mm-hmm. to tell you how to work with her and everyone listening. Oh, thank God. So I was doing I do something called SRT therapy spiritual response therapy and I was working with my you know my therapist who's my literally like spiritual guru and actually we were doing a wealth one a wealth clearing and she's like Lakshmi is coming through like Lakshmi really wants to work with you and I was like I have no idea what the fuck that means but I'm like okay (laughs) like this sounds cool right and so I looked her up after and I was like, oh, okay, goddess of wealth. Like, again, I just like, I've never worked with a goddess before. I'd heard of it and I heard of like mantras, but I, I had no experience in this. And so I just kind of let it go because I was like, I don't know what it means to work with Lakshmi. That means nothing to me. And then um, I was telling my business coach about it and she's like, oh my God, okay, I've had a client, she had her client to work with Lakshmi. So then she taught me how to work with Lakshmi. So there's this book, which I will send to you. And, or honestly, like I have it in, I'm trying to think, no, it's just in the book. So I was like, I have it in one of my courses, but 
it's in the book and you just read out this mantra every single night for I believe it's 21 days um and so I did that morning and night for 21 days and I had my hundred thousand dollar month like that was the month I had my hundred thousand dollar month Oh my gosh. And you know what I'm really noticing about you is that you're, you're disciplined, like in a beautiful way. And I love discipline. And I don't don't think it's a harsh word at all. I think it's like something to actually strive for that's sacred to actually honor your practices every day. um, I find sets people apart, like the ones that really commit to it for 30 days. Not sure a lot of people are really doing that. So it's, it's really cool to see you and your commitments paying off like that. Thank you. And I just want to talk about this because this is something I'm so passionate about, which is consistency. Mm-hmm. I said it before, like with the subconscious mind, you can't just read your affirmations once and expect to have your whole life change because everything that I've changed in my life has been through consistency, consistency, mm-hmm. my health, my relationship to myself, my relationship to money, my relationship to my body, it's been consistently choosing good feeling thoughts and consistently showing up for myself and consistently doing things that feel good. And thank you for saying that because that's, that's honestly like one of the biggest compliments you can give me because I definitely was, wasn't always this way. I was not, it's been a practice, but I know how good it feels after I do my morning walk, or I know how good it feels to, you know, receive a hundred thousand dollars a month. And it's like, I just focus on feeling good. And I, I heard Melissa Woodhull say, like, how bad do you want to feel good? Mm-hmm. And I've been in some pretty dark places. And it's really up to you to choose to feel good. And even over the weekend, if I'm being honest, you know, there's a bunch of family stuff going on. I was feeling really triggered. I was feeling pretty low. And I was like, right, where are my tools of how to get back up instead of staying in this place. Cause like misery is comfortable. It is. And I know that, but I don't, that's not my life path. It's not your life path. It's no one, no one wants to be miserable. So it's just choosing to feel good. Even when it's hard, like I'm not saying it's, e- it's actually ironically not easy to choose to feel good, especially when you're in those downward spirals but every time you come back to that and consistently do that, you'll remember how good it feels to feel good. And you'll keep coming back to that. And that has been one of my biggest life lessons and something I'm like super passionate about sharing, because I believe if we all feel good, like the world vibrates higher. And when the world vibrates higher, there's no space for all the bullshit that's been going on. That just all falls away. And that's my goal. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I really want to help just elevate the vibration of the planet. Cause when it's vibrating high, it's like things just start to get good. And we know that because we experience that individually, but we can actually also experience that on a collective scale. I know it's possible, but it just takes each person committing to themselves and committing to feeling good. I'm so with you. Oh my gosh. I could ask you questions for a year. It's thank you for this like (laughs) mini session, this mini coaching session. I'm like writing down your, your advice here. Thank you so much for being here. And where can people find you if they want to work with you? Oh, thank you so much. You're an incredible host. So thank you for having me. This was so much fun. So if anyone wants to, you know, take that first step in, you know, maybe building a business that gives them time, location, financial freedom, 
I can give you guys my free book, which, you know, teaches you how to achieve that. So I'll give you the link for that. Um, and you can find me on my podcast where I talk about all these things as well. Uh, the Money Mindset Manifestation Show. And I'm just on Instagram and TikTok as Marley Rose Harris. Fantastic. Thank you so much again for being here. And yeah, shoot me over the link and I'll put it in our show notes. Perfect. And um, one more thing is that um, my my most mainstream offer is something called Freedom Club. So if you follow me, you'll see me talking about it. And this is my course where I teach you how to build a life of time, location, financial freedom and build that business that allows you to work from anywhere in the world. Amazing. I feel better after just having talked to you for this hour. You know, (laughs) I'm feeling very inspired. So Thank you. Have a beautiful evening. Have a beautiful time. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And as always, we'd love to connect with you on social media. So hit us up. Let us know what you're learning, what you're integrating. How's life going for you? (laughs) We'd love to connect with you. And just a final note from my end is that my one-on-one mentorship is open for enrollment. That's ongoing. This is really my life's work. It is an absolute honor to be witnessing the women that have come through this container grow and evolve in such monumental ways. And a lot of women are coming back for their second time right now. So it's just been so cool to be able to support you in this way. This is really a container in which we are exploring your subconscious. We're doing really deep foundational healing and rewiring from the ground up. My mission, honestly, is to help you create a life that feels like heaven on earth because I know that that's possible for us. I know that it's possible to maintain peace in the eye of the storms that inevitably come. So it's about giving you those tools and the knowledge to understand how you move through the world and really really get into that place of self-compassion, that place of confidence and deep knowing. I'll leave you with that. Sending you so much love. Everything's on my website, helendenham.com. And I will talk to you soon. Episodes drop on Wednesdays. Bye for now.